All right, let's talk about the big news in the political world with Vaughn Palmer this morning from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. All right, let's talk about this big announcement yesterday, drug decriminalization. But it seems to me that it really isn't what BC was looking for. No, uh, it's interesting. You got the minister on, and it was very gracious of her to go to this event yesterday, and uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry there as well. Uh, I went over the transcript this morning of the press conference. The federal minister said, well, we're granting British Columbia's request. Well, sort of, halfway, not entirely would be a fairer way to put it. BC had a much higher threshold in mind, so 4.5 grams to be decriminalized instead of 2.5. That was the province's attempt to find a middle ground between what user advocates were asking for, which was even more than that, <clears throat> and what the police were recommending, which was 2.5. But, you know, the federal government went with the police recommendation. And the other thing is, BC figured, hmm, we're going to need to do this for five years. Like, we need a five-year trial for this to work. This is not going to work overnight. Ottawa, very reluctant, went for three years. So, you know, I hope this works, and I think it's gracious of BC uh, to take part in the event and say, okay, well, this is a step in the right direction, and it is, but there are huge questions as to whether or not this is too little, too late, or not enough. Well, my understanding is that a lot of police departments were already not yeah. processing people who yeah. had that amount of drugs. Yeah, I mean, that's the first thing that uh, has been pointed out, is we weren't actually doing this anyway. So what what is the actual message here, uh, starting next January, the 31st, um, and are the people that need to get the message even going to hear it anyway? I mean, the one change is that police are now um, supposed to, you know, we're going to say we're not charging you, but we'd like you to hear a bit of a little talk from us uh, on available things you could do to wean you off drugs and all that, safe things and all that. And again, that's good, but... What I'm seeing advocates saying is this isn't safe supply. Um, the people that most need to get this message aren't going to get it or they aren't going to listen. Uh, the experiment isn't long enough. It's three years instead of five years. And you put all that together and you go, well, yes, it's a step in the right direction and we all hope it works, and nothing so far has worked, so give it a chance. But it comes with some pretty big question marks, too. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm wondering about that. So we'll talk to the minister about that coming up in our uh, 7 o'clock hour this morning. Uh, also, I want to talk about this Sea to Sky yeah. bus situation. And I, I noticed exactly what you did yesterday, too, is I thought, boy, when the chips are down, everybody has to call this one guy. Call on a legend. That's it's right. It's ready. This this guy is amazing. He really he is. is. For generations, British Columbia governments, when they've had a real mess on the labor relations front, they called on Vince. And everyone kind of breathes a sigh of relief and goes, well, if anybody can settle this thing, it's Vince Ready. Now, you know, that must be a nice thing to have on your business card. But um, the record shows that NDP governments, BC liberal governments, uh, They've all, when it gets really tough, uh, you call on ready. 
uh, this is on, this is going to be challenging. I would think even yeah. for him though, because yeah. this has been, uh, they think they have a deal, then they don't have a deal. It's just very bitter at this point. Yes. So you had the union bargaining committee unanimously recommending a settlement and the members, as they sometimes do, rejected it. And the, company is going what the hell's going on here right we we didn't we'd sweetened our offer the union bargaining committee had accepted and the workers won't take it so that is a very very difficult situation Uh, apparently the gap i mean the the ultimate gap is between what the workers are paid uh, on the sea to sky bus service uh, they say they're $3 an hour behind what bus drivers are paid in vancouver that's what they're looking for but the one thing about Vince Reddy, and I mean, I, I went back over my files just to remind me of exactly what, why he has the reputation mm-hmm. he does. You boil it down to one sentence, he tells the parties what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. I love that. And, and you think that's ex- an easy thing, but it's not an yeah, easy thing. No, it, and he's gruff. <laughs> 30 years ago, Simi, um, somebody decided that Vince was a problem uh, because he'd supported the NDP and donated money to the NDP. And then this was in the middle of uh, something where he was mediating changes in the labor code. So I phoned him up, and uh, he said, yeah, what of it? <laughs> yes, I was a member of the NDP, and yes, I donated money. What of it? And then he said, no one has ever questioned my integrity. And he said it in a way, Simi, that led me to think I'd better not either. Um, but as I said, the ultimate tribute actually was the B.C. Liberals. When they were in power, they had that terribly messy dispute with the B.C. Ferries. Yes. They called on ready. Um, <clears throat> they had a showdown with the B.C. Teachers Federation, and they called on Vince Reddy and brought him in. So uh, his reputation is well-earned. He's got to act quickly here, too. Ten days, Harry Baines, the Labour Minister, has given him ten days. Uh, make some recommendations. Or first of all, try to resolve it. If you can't resolve it, book out with recommendations. The parties have five days to decide whether they want to take it, and then it's back to Harry Baines. So Baines, at the end of the day, does have the power right. uh, to step in on this, but I think, you know, obviously he's hoping that uh, Reddy will work his usual magic. Right. Is this also a signal, though, to the two parties when this happens, Vaughn, where that it's the government essentially telling you as well, Time's up here. Like time yeah, to get something done. Very much, very much, and ready as well. I mean, he's a he's a his his history is that he was an organizer with the steelworkers union. Right, it was a tough union, but a private sector union. So private sector unions have a streak of realism in them because you know ultimately they don't want the employer to go under. That's the that's the history, right? So guys like Vince Reddy, Jack Monroe was another great example in the woodworkers union. Um, you know they they were legends for a reason. They, you know, at the end of the day, they knew how to get a deal, and that's. Reddy's background. So uh, the parties, uh, and particularly the union, because its own executive bargaining committee recommended this deal unanimously, the union will be hearing some tough talk uh, from Vince Reddy about being realistic and about the options, which is, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't take his recommendations, they may be imposed on you. 
Well, exactly. That's the way it usually goes, because as you said, this is the guy. This is the yep. one who does it. There's nobody else after that. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi. That's Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun. I know getting that whole situation settled, the bus strike along up in the Whistler area there, the Sea to Sky Highway would be a, a, a boon for people living up there because it's been incredibly difficult without that mode of transportation for them. So Vince Reddy has 10 days, as Vaughn mentioned, to try to get something done. And then it is back to the Labour Minister Harry Baines to deal with.